this is this should be I think this should be like uh, like something that every man has, like a circle of men, like at least once, twice per month. I definitely want to see more of this happening. Welcome, everyone. Welcome to my podcast, Sex and Art. In this podcast, I'll combine my passion for art and sex with my passion for very interesting people. In every episode, you'll be allowed a peek into their world and we'll find out how they connect to art and sex. I'm your host, Zir Berlin, and now let's find out who's our guest today. Do a shake or something? <laughs> What? A shake. <laughs> a shake. <laughs> We should do that, put that in the recording. <laughs> let's do it, let's do it. Yes. Welcome to this podcast, dear Sergio. You said just before we should do a shake, so we feel really relaxed. Let's do that. <laughs> <laughs> creates such an intimacy already <laughs> okay so nice to see you in the beginning of every episode i want to mention that with this podcast i want to shine light on our fears and pains and shame about the topics sex and art because there are so many and i want to normalize um, what we sometimes might perceive as not okay i intend to create a safe space not just for my listeners or our listeners, but also for my um, interview partners. That includes that you always can say no to a question I'm asking, and that's totally fine to say no to a question. You know, because it's all about consent. Definitely. <laughs> yeah, and now we can just uh, start, and I would like to start with introducing you. Um, your name is Sergio. I'm not sure whether I pronounced that properly. Sergio would be. Sergio. Well, that's difficult for me. Sergio. All right. Sergio. <laughs> We met 2019. And maybe people understand our giggling and excitement now because we met on a very intense tantric workshop. And I think I recognized you in the first big round because I remember your bright smile. Really an amazing thing about you. You will always be in my head with this bright smile. Um, but you also have a serious side. You are an engineer and I consider this very serious. Um, you're originally from Spain. At the moment you live in Maastricht in the Netherlands where you study and work. And yeah, in one of our talks, you even confessed that you're also an artist and that you paint and, uh, and draw. Well, I, I used to, I used to do it. Mm? But now I'm, I'm, I'm too busy. I'm too you're busy to do that. <laughs> I, I wouldn't say it's my, it's my biggest passion, but I did it. Yeah, I just have to ask the question because, you know, the podcast is about sex and art. And if you do some art, it's already a... A, a box ticked <laughs> <laughs> and because I'm so in my masculine right now hosting this podcast 
I need to tick a box. Um, is there something you want our listeners to know about you before we just head into the topic? Well, I'm a bit nervous. Is that something important for? Oh yeah, that's that's important to say. Usually, it helps the. Yeah, um, nothing special. Really, nothing special. Okay, so I... you feel you feel well um, seen by my description. Yeah, it's it's beautiful. It's beautiful. Very touching. Definitely very touching. Oh, like the thing that I've been in your mind with this bright smile. Mm. That's beautiful. Mm. So um, the topic of our conversation, to become more serious here, is actually healing conversation, um, changing the concept of masculinity. In October, you started a men's circle. How did that come? This was something burning inside me for a long time. And with all this Easter, like this. So well, in these places, I started feeling like the, the power, how powerful sharing it is. And it's something, it was something really new in my life. And when I came, when I came back to Europe, because I was like a, traveling like for three years, I went all over. And I went back to Europe. I felt this this need of closeness, um, and definitely with men, like with with men, I felt like a big gap. And yeah, I had the idea, and it took me really a lot of months, a lot of months, until I said like, okay, this is the moment to do it. It came for me really. It came as a pure necessity, like it was a necessity. I mean, wow. Like that. A pure necessity um, for you or? For me, definitely for me. Mm. I mean, of course, I'm aware of the impact in other people and I knew that would help, help them as well. But it was a necessity for me. Yeah. And, and I, I want to actually mention a friend, Gustavo, from Brazil. This guy, I mentioned him about this circle of men and I was like, okay, I, I want to do this. But I had a lot of buts or what ifs or blah, blah. And then I told him, and after one week, he told me, hey, man, I've, I've started my own circle of men, like, like, boom, like that. And I was like, oh, wow. Super cool. But he, he wanted to do that before, too, or did you inspire him? He didn't know anything about that. I told him the idea. He loved it. And then he just stopped. And I was like, oh, my goodness. So that definitely was like a, a push. And some people from Istas were like, they, we met there. Uh, I talk to them. I know they are doing similar things. So I talk to them as well. Ronnie and another was Amir as well. So I think that would do like, was like the push. Like, okay, let's do it. And one of the guys of the current circle as well, when he heard the idea, he was as well like, okay, yeah, yeah, let's do it. Good idea, good idea. So in a way, I put the idea out and then people pushed me. Wow. That's so cool. I saw your advertisement on Facebook and um, we're not like in contact all the time. And I thought oh, I need to talk to him about it. That's so exciting. What do you think was the biggest challenge to, to really start it? I was, uh, I had fear. I was scared, scared of like, okay, um, can I do this? Am I, do I have the, I don't know, enough development or do I have enough insights? on how to do this. And actually, before starting it, I talked to other people and one told me, oh, but you haven't done any formation, any course. Uh, maybe you cannot do it. 
uh, maybe, I don't know. Mm. So it was a little bit like, okay, maybe I'm not ready for this. Yeah, a lot of fears. It was like, a, I remember the three days for like the week before starting the first day. It was a lot of like things because I posted all over. So I didn't know how many people would come, who would come. I just knew a few of them. So it was like, really, how the hell this is going to be? I don't, I don't yeah. know. I mean, when I think about men's circle, the time before I have been in tantric circles and such, um, there was always, I don't know, a funny light shown on um, men's circle, you know, that they go in the woods and shout um, or something. So there was some shame um, connected mm. to that or there was shaming going on. Uh, about men's circle did you have that too inside of yourself or from the outside inside of me inside of me it wasn't very explicit if it was um outside i i received some comments i mean none of them really like uh, oh what the hell is that is but some funny comments you know for example one friend asked me like oh circle of men is this a gay thing mm -hmm. <laughs> Does it have to? I mean, we know, but it doesn't have to. Yeah, because I think this is still uh, this is still a thing, right? In in many cultures, men connecting with each other is actually not a common thing. No, it was it was that it was basically my necessity. Like, okay, I'm in a new place. I feel lonely mm -hmm. because I feel lonely. I I I had the feeling that I wanted a yeah, like a tribe, and then it was easy. Like in a way, it was just writing something, posting. So everything fell in place smoothly. Mm. And then and then you had your first session in October. And um, how did that go? So the first session, <laughs> it was it was very interesting because, yeah, as I said, some people I didn't know, others I knew, others people I didn't know. The format in these things, there is not like a format. It's, it's really the group kind of decides how it should be. But the first day I had to put some things, right? Like, okay, there are rules, blah, blah. So I had to explain all these things. Um, I felt really good. I felt really good. It was like, wow. Now I think I was my, my masculine and my feminine, it was merging there. Mm -hmm. As me kind of facilitating this thing. What does that mean? Your masculine and feminine were merging for people who are not familiar with these concepts. Yeah. So it would be like the masculine part, like holding space for these people, like listening to them, making sure that they feel comfortable. And the feminine was like really uh, allowing the emotions there, the vulnerability, yeah. like part of holding space and then being vulnerable myself. It was interesting. At the same time, we were nine people the first day so not so many people could talk the same or people talk more than the others i was in this position of like okay you have to moderate this i, I was really quite scared of of cutting the flow or like being maybe too blunt at the beginning or like to you know there, there are a lot of things that come up in when you're put in that situation yeah so i felt all that but it was a, a very nice challenge yeah. 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 And I think sometimes it can be cool to also just be in the listening position, you know, um, especially when one goes somewhere the first time. I think, of course, it's it's important that the person who is the space holder, the organizer to invite everyone to speak. 
Um, but especially in the first session, it can be good that people can stick to their natural behavior. You know, some people just don't talk easily and some people just need to say something. Otherwise, they don't feel good. It happened. It happened. Yeah. And then in, in next sessions, we, we talked about that. And then we, we decided to put a, a format in which we all had our time mm-hmm. to talk, to say things. And then yeah, we found our way. Mm-hmm. To say, like the first sessions were just to test, like, okay, how many meditations do we do? Do we even do a meditation? Do we put music at the end? Do we, how does this work? So that evolved with time and, and we got our thing. That sounds really nice that one can basically develop a group thing, what suits the group. Um, On the other hand, you talked about rules, that you had a set of rules in mind you introduced. Maybe you can talk about the rules which you think were important or still are important. One rule that it's, I think is very important and and we struggle, we still struggle to comply to it. to not give feedback mm. unless you ask for it. And this is something that uh, we keep doing and not interrupting. This is something like we say, okay, hand up or something like that. Sometimes we forget about this. All of us, like we, yeah. we all do. <laughs> yeah. What do you think is important about that, that one doesn't comment or interrupt? I think the important part of this is that you know that when you are sharing, you are in control. Mm-hmm. That's very important because that can allow you to go deep in yourself and, and really explore what's happening inside you and then you can express it. If if you know that you can be interrupted or someone can ask you something, you can easily lose the flow. And this happens. You know, these moments in which you are talking and you are looking to the horizon, something is coming, but then someone asks you something and then takes you out of that space. I think for that, that's important. Okay. So that's one rule. What were the others? Confidentiality. That's a very important one. Oh, yeah. Yeah, what happens, what it says, it's said in the group, and what happens in the group stays in the group. That's that's very important. And I think it's self-explanatory why. But yeah, it's for a safe space, definitely that's very important. Yeah, I guess confidentiality and not interrupting. In general, I think it comes down to respect. No drugs, no alcohol. So we come all sober and and awake and, and refreshed. I have a question and I send you the questions. And there was one question, um, what you think are the most important ingredients is to have a successful men's circle. And to that question, you said, okay, but I don't know whether it's really successful. And I found this really interesting. Maybe you want to talk a little bit about that, how this thought came. It's it's basically because we are uh, still a very young circle. It's just a few months. Mm-hmm. I think this needs like more long run to say like, okay, yeah, this is successful. But at the same time, what we talked before, no, like uh, what... what what can be said it's something successful and and what what concept is successful actually right isn't it successful if everyone shows up and you know is close because actually it already met your um your need of um, having community with men definitely yeah, yeah yeah i think the the maybe the problem 
is that once you fulfill some needs or like some things, then you see others. Mm. And then success, it's kind of an illusion of like, okay, there is no needs. There is nothing wrong anymore. And that's successful. Mm. Maybe it's that. Sometimes when one has perched all the things, all the vulnerable ideas, um, then there is also like not so much going on for a while, maybe. Indeed, yeah. And I think we might be at some point now, at that mm. point. Like uh, we've talked about like stronger stuff, like to- things that are difficult for us to mention, to talk about. And now we're in a point in which like, okay, all the shit is out. So well, now, <laughs> this is a very interesting point as well, because from here we have to see, and I think the real commitment and the real bonding, it's happening, it's going to happen here. I have the feeling, I don't know. I don't know because I've never been in something like this, mm. but I have that intuition. Okay. Now it's going to be the interesting part. So yeah. uh, the interesting part in, in what way? What are you expecting? I'm expecting actually more connection. I think the next step is sharing things that we feel about each other instead of things that we felt with people in the past or from outside the circle. Mm. And that's a step, talking about that, especially between men. And it was this very releasing, relieving for everyone to talk about these things. But I think now the challenge is like, okay, I don't like this about you or I like this about you or I don't feel this way when you this happens. I think it's way more vulnerable, but more difficult. But at the same time, the sweetest spot as well okay i did i never thought about that uh, that that could be like a step of uh, the evolution of a man's circle um that's really interesting i I didn't either but now i'm seeing myself we're seeing ourselves in this situation and Mm -hmm. i remember in the first circle i shared a, a theory about like levels of connection and it was like there were four levels of connection connection and it's like a like a diagram with concentric mm. circle, and the outside it was talking about events, not interpersonal, like the weather, blah, blah, all these things. Then the next was talking about things in our life, but that don't involve emotions. Like what? Can you give an example for each step? Yeah. So for example, the first is like, oh yeah, today it's quite a sunny day. Mm-hmm. first level of connection you are interacting with someone and then the second one would be like um, about your life but not involving emotions so for example i would say yeah i went to uh, i went to the groceries the other day and i don't know i step on a dog shit that's the second <laughs> level okay yeah good story <laughs> then the, the third level would be that same story but saying how stepping on that dog shit made you feel mm-hmm and then the next level would be talking about the emotions that the other person you are talking to is triggering in you in a way or what's making you feel or and that's the part you're expecting to come up next yes i think that's the part we are not there yet or we are in a way but we've stepped on it a little bit but i think we have to fully go there and so, so basically what you as a person, what you as a man um, create for feelings in another man? What, what kind of feelings 
you create in the other man. So like it would be yeah. a conversation about, uh, hey, brother, it's so good that you're here today. Uh, I feel really connected to you. Yeah, or even like, for example, or that thing that you said made me feel this way. Mm. Or like uh, that thing that you did made me feel this way. Yeah, and, and very much connected to the, the idea of a successful group is uh, we talked about earlier that you're kind of excited to get there, right? Yeah, maybe, maybe, maybe when we are there, I, can, I, I, I say, yeah, we're a successful group. I don't know. Um, I think definitely a big sign of success in a group is, is trust, mm. deep trust in, in everyone in the circle. And I don't know if we are there yet. <laughs> I also think that a big sign of success, of successful interpersonal connection is to be allowed who you are and on what part of the path you are. So like actually to allow all kinds of levels, if one wants to call them levels, that's already kind of judging. You know, if you connect with someone who is still on the house, the weather level, That's great because otherwise it hasn't hasn't been there, and I would call this a success. That's the that's definitely. From your perspective, um, what are the biggest fears in men who think about going to a men's circle but are hesitant? To be honest, I don't know. I mean, I can know my fears, mm -hmm. but we didn't. This is a good question that maybe we could ask, but. I didn't feel any from the guys that we are there. There was, I think, they didn't went through a lot of resistance. Mm -hmm. The part of being a group is that then you can, if you're exposed to this thing, you can feel rejected, and that's definitely probably something. You feel rejected from who? No, no, like the fear of being rejected. It's a group, and then a group you can be in, you can be out, you can feel in, you can feel out. Yeah, and that's definitely that's definitely one. Yeah. Maybe I didn't feel that one because I was organizing it. So it's like, okay. But I, I actually, we talked about that and and the others had this thing. And as, as well, like, especially if you don't know the people, what kind of people are you going to find there? What topics are we going to talk about? I mean, it's, it's really a lot of uncertainties. Like, hey, what the hell is this? Like, mm -hmm. And yeah. if you've never done something like this, it's really a super new experience. So you're not in control. Mm, definitely not. Mm. not. Is there is there some advice or idea you would like to give other men who are considering going to a men's circle or creating one themselves, so they understand what's actually going on in a men's circle? So you just explain a little bit what's allowed, what's not allowed. Is every topic allowed? What do you talk about? Actually, that's also interesting for female bodies. I just realized. I guess every circle is uh, a story. We we try to go deep. So, for example, if someone is is like talking a little bit superficial things, we we are kind of prioritizing being getting deep because we can be superficial in other situations and we don't mm -hmm. always have a chance to be deep in front of other men. So we tend to prioritize that. We have like this thing, like to show like, okay, you can go deeper. I mean, there is something deeper that you can okay, say. Okay, so you show, show yourself like, I don't know, you pull your hand from your head to your chest, basically as a sign. You give someone who is talking about the weather, they can start talking about the dog poo. Yeah, yeah. How do you feel about the dog poo? <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, that's really interesting. So that's kind of 
I feel also very brave. So there's a lot of um, being brave involved, I guess. And then really supportive also to, you know, to show someone um, this is actually what you're doing right now. Maybe you want to be invited to go deeper. Yeah. yeah. And we, we give each other like signs as well. So for example, uh, we can touch our hearts. That means that I feel you, yeah. but we don't talk to not break the his moment. And then we, we point with the finger, with the thumb, we point to ourselves. That means don't rationalize, just go to the feeling. I mean, it's so, it's incredible how difficult for us is to talk about feelings and mm. how easy we go to the rationalizations and blah, 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 blah. And we we really detach from, from what happened, what mm-hmm. really and what we felt in a situation, for example, we detach from that and we see it as an observer without the feeling. So in some of these moments, we do as well, like the thumb to the chest, meaning like talk about you, like talk about how you live this experience. Wow. And this is something we have to constantly uh, repeat and constantly like, how did you feel? Okay, but how did you feel? Because we get out of it, like. It's very funny as well because sometimes we are talking, the person, so a person is talking, and at some point the person without the other saying anything realizes like, okay, but how do I feel? Or like, okay, what, what, how, why am I saying this? <laughs> Absolutely, especially because you're learning the structure, right? When you as the organizer start setting these rules, like, um, like doing this sign for you can go deeper, doing the sign for talk about yourself, um, I guess the others start doing that too. Um, so you don't need to be the one who's doing it all the time. Sometimes um, someone else recognizes it first. Um, and then the best thing, of course, is you recognize it yourself while you're speaking. That's a big success. When we talked last about you seemed um, overjoyed by the experience you were making in this men's group you created. Um, what was an outcome you found most surprising? Many, many. I mean, definitely something something like it was very tangible, even like in the first two, three months. It was like how much our lives of everyone in the circle improved. Like, like really. Like in what way? Always. In, in all possible ways. In, in love, in fulfillment in energy in doing things in getting inspiration from from everyone mm. and for example i started working out like in the mornings 7 30 a.m in a park with the this cold and i go there because the other guys are going otherwise i wouldn't go <laughs> but that so like the peer pressure not not even pressure because there is no pressure but the peer connection no in a way mm. like the inspiration from each other that's incredible, like how it's uh, affecting all of us, and and it's, it's it's really powerful. I mean, the thing is that it's really it's really revolutionary <laughs> to be as a man in a circle being listened like that. That's it. It's it's really something new for for us. What do you find revolutionary about that? I mean, but it's it's not happening. <laughs> It's not happening otherwise. Otherwise, that's the revolutionary. It's sad. This is very sad, but it's at least it's not happening. I don't want to say that. At least in the circles I go around, I've 
which are quite normal, I think it's not happening. Mm. Then something very important as well is that I started feeling less special. When you feel very special, I think it's more difficult to connect with other people. It's different as if you feel unique because special, what is special? Some people are special, some people are not special, but unique, we are all unique. Mm-hmm. So That's a nice differentiation. I like that. So I think I definitely felt that. I felt less special, which can be threatening because it's like, okay, yeah, no. So people would love me if I'm not special. But at the same time, it allows you to, to connect mm. uh, with other people. And this is... So maybe you can um, explain a little bit more precise what you thought was making you special and how you came to the realization you don't need that to be loved feeling of special was coming from being locked in myself Mm. because when you are locked in yourself you think things and since you don't know what other people are thinking but then when you go to these circles and you actually share deep things things that you don't feel proud of then you realize okay i'm not that special i mean (laughs) these guys are as special or as fact or as whatever as I am. So I I might be just like another guy. <laughs> so it felt like also normalizing struggles you were having before. Absolutely, yeah. Did someone from the outside, like um, feminine friends you have or other males who are not in the group, kind of react on your changes? Did someone say, oh, there was a big change, you're different now or something? Yes. But I don't know if it was only because of the circle, because maybe because it was like with the circle, so many other changes happened in, in life and in the lives of the others. Yes. So it was it's difficult to say where was the origin. Okay. But definitely there was like, yeah. What did people say? I would say one, <laughs> not others, but <laughs> no, but one, the confidence, confidence. Like uh, I've like um some people told me that, oh, yeah, I feel you are more confident now. Like mm-hmm. you feel more grounded in a way. I think that was big part to the circle. Yeah. And this is not only my feeling, like the other guys, they had same feeling. Like wow. they had like more insecurities or like nervousness inside. And and you can feel that now we are more like comfortable in ourselves, our skins. Mm. Wow. And that's so interesting because our society teaches us, or I don't know, the way we were raised teaches us that a man needs to, you know, protect himself and cover up and be super strong and not have feelings at all to to feel that way. But it's actually the opposite. It's the opposite. Yeah. undressing in front of each other. Yeah, yeah. And then, then when you do that, then you can get to the place of stillness that we so much want no? or desire. Yeah. There's no shortcut. Yeah, there's no shortcut. That's important. That's important to know. And there can be dips in great experiences and there can be plateaus. Um, And I just want to mention that when we first talked, like in a preparational talk for this podcast, that I also had the feeling that you were totally more grounded. I mean, you were on the height of your experience with the men's group. And you were full of joy. And like when you were talking about this right now, I could feel the same, um, what you call more confidence. Do you think there are special aspects with help opening up about feelings and about what's really going on? 
like it's it's important uh, the format of the circle mm-hmm. like the fact that you know you are not going to be judged you're not going to be mocked you're not going to be going to be interrupted i think that's important for us to to open up and the most important thing is to see that other people are doing it that and that this is interesting because and there are topics that are more difficult to talk about than others and then when one talks about a topic that it's not comfortable to talk about then it kind of open a door and then the rest kind of little by little go to that door as we can talk about that it's allowed that's a very cool part and important part as well mm. so like all we need then you feel allowed to do it as well Wow, I want to go to a men's group too now. If someone listens to that and is doing a women's group, let me know. Then we do an interview and find out what women do in a women's group. If you have a friend um, who doesn't want to go to a men's group, is there something you could recommend him, you know, the first step in that direction? To be honest, I think a men's group is, is really a first step. Or if you don't want to get into a room and talk in a safe space, with people that are going to listen to you and are going to do the same that you are going to do, I cannot really think about a smaller step than this. I think it's a small step, but at the same time, it's a big one. Maybe then then let me rephrase it. What could encourage someone to, besides all the positive things you talked about, like if you have a friend and he says, yeah, yeah, it's good that you're doing it, but uh, that's not for me. It's just, uh, it's not me. Um, I like that, yeah, but... I'm not going. So what could make it easier for him to build up the courage to do this first step? I would say, and it's what we started doing, is like, okay, the first two times you can just go and see and you don't have to commit. Just go and see. Just go see how it feels. And But don't go only once. Go two, three times. And then you decide. Okay. I think that's a good thing because there are definitely some people that don't feel comfortable Mm-hmm. That's it. And not every group needs to be the right group for everyone, right? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. And um, what I found interesting, and I want to um, point out again, you said something about one doesn't have to commit. So there's also like a rule that this group stays together for a certain time, that one commits to being together for a certain time, at least in this group. Yeah. So commitment, it's a big part as well of the, of the circle. Mm-hmm. I mean, the same, this depends on the circle. We are not extremely strict on the commitment, but it's something that it's there. And and we should prioritize because it's happening twice per month. So we say, and, and I think we are doing it. I mean, we are all prioritizing this thing, at least those two sessions per month. Mm. Go there, be there fresh and, and share and be vulnerable. So it's, it's definitely a, a part, the commitment. Yeah. Yeah, and I think this also uh, creates part of the safe space you know that you're not ending up being left alone yeah with, yeah. with your um whatever you want to share and something for example that we have is that so you, we had these two sessions to just try but then after that we close the group so for a period of time you close the group so that i mean people can always leave but no one can go can go in unless the whole group it's it's agrees And that's as well to keep that space of trust. Like, okay, you know, for a long period of time, this is going to stay as it is. What happens here is going to stay here. That's important as well. Really nice. What do you think are the basic elements for a men's group? What I prepared about 
fundamental elements in a men's group is commitment, fire, confidentiality, courage, and truth. Ooh, nice. I took this actually from uh, Jordan Gray Consulting. Mm-hmm. Can you explain all of them a little bit? Commitment is to commit, to go there, but not only to, to go there, just to be present as well and, and support the others and listen to them. And for example, commitment, if you go to the meeting, but then someone is talking and you are looking through the window, that's that's not commitment. That's not helping the person opening up. So that's something important to commit to the person that is talking as well and commit to you sharing, which this comes to the part of courage, which is that we allow ourselves to be seen by other men. And that, that takes courage. And it's, it's a simple, but sometimes it's not, it's not very easy. Then the other part is confidentiality, because at the end we want to keep a safe space. So confidentiality must be there. Whatever happens there, stays there. Then truth. Of course, I mean, if we want to be seen as we are, we have to, be, we have to say the truth. We have to be honest, transparent, direct, uh, and being total. Like, this is where I feel, boom, boom, boom. That's it. Try to go to the, to the point. And then another one that is important as well is uh, fire. Is that the enthusiasm or what is the fire? I think the fire is like the, the willingness to keep others accountable and, and you be accountable for others. Mm-hmm. And that with, like a, with decision and strength and call it enthusiasm as well. Mm-hmm. So that you're full in, basically. Yeah, yeah. And and you are willing to be challenged and you are willing to challenge others if you think they are not in the right place. So that's part of this. It's not only here to listen. There's this part of challenging as well each other. Wow, that's really cool. We, we sh- should definitely um, write the source in the comments. Um, you also said that kind of you were wanting to create a how-to men's group how to create one you wanted to write something down or create a homepage so there is more source in the internet for other people who are interested is that still in the making or do we have this already it's it's in the it's in my mind <laughs> it might happen at some point i don't i don't know if it's gonna happen soon to be honest okay but yeah especially for the people that want to start one, because my original idea was to join one. Mm. Because like, okay, I don't know how to do this, blah, blah, so it makes sense to join one. But then yeah. I realized there is nothing. I cannot yeah. find it. And then, and I think a lot of people might be in this situation. Like maybe they want to be in one, mm-hmm. but they don't find one. And maybe they don't feel very sure about creating one. Yeah. So it would be a little bit, I mean, I don't claim myself to be an expert at all, but at least some points that, for example, rules, how to maybe make it smoother at the beginning. I don't know. Yeah, make it easier for them. Basically, provide for them what you would have liked to have. So basically, be the light you wish to see in the world, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Is that another compliment which is hard to take? <laughs> no, this is nice. This is easy to take. Thank you. If there would be one thing now that we have talked for some time about this wonderful idea of yours to start your own men's group, if there would be one thing you could wish for and get it even fulfilled for your men's group or men's group in general, 
what would that be? I think I would go even earlier than that. Mm -hmm. I think I really wish that there will be more circles, more groups of men, mm -hmm. because it's it's something too rare, and it's this is this should be I think this should be like a, like something that every man has, like a mm -hmm. circle of men, like at least once, twice per month. I, I I just wish more of this happening, like just happening. Then each circle I think will take its own path or something. <laughs> And some might be successful, let's say, or others less. Some might dissolve, others might stay longer. But I definitely want to see more of this happening. Mm, I like and that. And I'm 100% sure that would make a big impact in the world. I actually think every single men's group does that. A big impact. I think so, yeah, I definitely think so. I mean, the improvement we've seen in all of us, it's incredible and then you see it's a ripple effect so it's Sergio thank you so much for your time it was a pleasure to see your smile for that long and I hope we see each other very soon thank you Siri for having me and it was always a pleasure talking to you okay, see you soon Thank you, lovely humans, for listening to this episode of my podcast, Sex and Art. If you want to support this podcast, please don't forget to like and subscribe. And I hope we hear each other soon in the next episode. Have a lovely day. Mm -hmm.